everybody, and welcome to the Major Life Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Traeger, major foodie turned soul searcher, and my mission is to help you create your most major life ever. That means more fun, more freedom, more laughs, and a little more love. Okay, a lot more love. Upgrade your life from the minor leagues to the major leagues, baby, because you deserve it. On today's episode of the Major Life Podcast, if you too happen to be sitting on something that you've put off or you haven't been keeping up with or you haven't started yet, let this be your sign to hop on it, to move through that fear or that stagnation or the feeling that what you have to share is not important and create. Do it because you'll be happy you did and you may even make some magic during this really dark time. And let me tell you, the world needs your magic now more than ever. Hello, party people, and welcome back to the Major Life Podcast. Oh my gosh, it's been a while. If you used to listen to this podcast, I have to apologize. I took a long hiatus (laughs) from posting anything and... I have to admit, I mean, let's just address the elephant in the room first off. I started this podcast when I was going through a very kind of weird time in my life. A lot of shifts were happening just personally, and I had just quit my job. I was going through a lot, and this podcast was just another creative outlet to get to explore. Um, to see how I liked podcasting in general. I never even made an episode with a guest on it. It was only solo episodes. And I also had some like shadowy feelings of of maybe I'm maybe I'm talking too much, maybe I'm sharing too much, maybe people don't want to hear this. And I let that get to me and I kind of stopped doing it. And I think It's been a pattern in my life, I'll be honest, of kind of dipping into different creative mediums and then dipping back out. I have a YouTube channel and I'm not the most consistent with it. I, again, with this podcast, started it, I think, yeah, a year ago. I started it on August 8th, I remember, last year, 2019, because eight is my favorite number. It is now August 4th, so we are coming up on a year, um, most of the year. I haven't posted anything on here. And yeah, I mean, I think that's just one pattern I've kind of uncovered about myself that I probably should work on. But I also like to stay true to like, if something doesn't light me up at that moment, I don't really wanna force myself into doing what I don't want to do. I feel like we also live in a society that's very much hustle-based and you have to go, go, go and create. And um, if you're not in that mentality, then you feel like a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Um, So that is also another side of the coin of what I've been trying to explore within myself of not wanting to feel like I'm being complacent and not working and not putting stuff out there because I do love to create content no matter what the medium is. I love sharing my life with you guys. I love connecting with you guys, whether that's through food, me talking, me posting pictures on Instagram, whatever. It's all about connecting. And 
the fact is I have missed connecting with you guys in these various ways. I think there's just also a level of perfectionism that lives deep within my soul that I also have to get over because sometimes I think, oh, well, if I don't have anything to say or if, if I don't know what to create or if it's not perfect, then I'm just not going to do anything. But of course, then you just lose out on the opportunity to create in general. And so all of these different pieces of the puzzle are why I have taken a little break, but I literally was sitting outside right now and I just had such an urge to come on here and to talk to you guys and to share about what's going on in my life, give you a little update, and hopefully this is just the start of me doing this more. I have a lot of big updates to share with you guys. It's a very exciting time in my life, another period of big shifts, which maybe is kind of weird in the fact that like I started this podcast when I was going through tons of shifts, and now I'm coming back to it when I'm going through tons of shifts. You know, this podcast, as much as it is for you guys, whoever, you know, it is that listens to this, thank you so much for being here, by the way. It's so much for me as well in being able to get my thoughts out there, to unscramble my brain and my mind, Um, just sitting here alone talking to myself, which sounds so weird, um, but I'm so used to it now, even having a YouTube channel talking to myself is kind of the norm for me. So (laughs) I'm cool with being on here. I also never got to having anybody on this podcast. I always intended to have friends, to have family, to have people who inspired me, um, but it just didn't happen. And I'm so glad that it's still here, that I can jump back in and not not be paralyzed by the fact that I haven't been keeping up with it and then choosing not to do it at all, if that makes sense. I feel like there's a lot of fear around coming back to something and being like, well, now I've taken too long off. Whereas who cares about that? I mean, if this podcast is for me, then it doesn't really matter if anyone listens (laughs) anyways. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about where I've been, what's been going on. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for listening to any of these episodes. Thank you so much for your positive words, for following my journey, for being here. I literally always pinch myself that I even, that anyone even cares about my life. (laughs) And I know that Maybe it was disappointing for people that I didn't show up. And for that, I really apologize. But I'm so glad to be here right now. And again, thank you so much for being here too. Anyways, let's get on to the good stuff. What's been going on? I have just done a big move. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this probably. But I decided to make the jump and move back home with my parents in the Bay Area of California. I previously lived in LA for eight years in total, which is crazy to me. I went to Loyola Marymount for college, so I was on the west side of LA for four years. 
I moved to Sweden in between for a year, and then I moved right back to LA to start my job at BuzzFeed Tasty and never really looked back. I never anticipated leaving LA, but of course I never really anticipated a global pandemic either. So here we are. Also, I never anticipated moving in with my parents. It is a bit of an adjustment, I have to say. It's a little weird, but given the times, I don't have any real shame around it. For transparency's sake, I, I don't, it wasn't that I had to move in with my parents and that like I, you know, had lost my job or anything like that. My heart goes out to anyone who is in that situation. By the way, these are unprecedented times. And, you know, I don't think anyone should carry any guilt or shame around that. We're all doing the best we can. For me, though, I had been working, as you guys know, from home for a year before the pandemic hit. I um, had quit my full-time job at Tasty, which is why I had started this podcast, um, because it was like another kind of creative outlet that I wanted to explore, like I mentioned before. But yeah, it was kind of weird when COVID hit because frankly, not much had changed drastically for me anyways. When I quit my job, I went through like If you're listening to this podcast, you know, I went through a big like what I call a spiritual awakening in my life and I really isolated myself anyways. And I say that feeling like it was a period of time that I really needed. I am such a people person. I'm such an extrovert. I was constantly around people before that, going from work to hanging out with friends and going out every weekend and It was like such a drastic shift to not doing any of that from literally like hiking for hours on end alone and basically just meditating my way through life, which, you know, I look back on that time period and I think it was so transformative and I needed it for sure. Um, But of course, as the pendulum swings in one way, it usually swings back in the other. So I started to kind of get back to a more balanced way of life where I felt like I could actually be around people more and get back to like myself again. And so it was funny because I felt like I was doing that and for the better part of, or well, not for the better part of the year because the year didn't last very long. But um, around the new year is when I started really being like, well, I want to get back to like where I'm feeling like myself again, where I'm feeling a lighter energy, where I'm feeling like I want to, you know, spend quality time with my friends and, you know, have a drink here or there and and kind of loosen the reins. When I went through this spiritual awakening, which I always say is kind of like a funny word. I know people kind of roll their eyes at it, but it's genuinely the only word I have to describe it. But anyways... When I went through my spiritual awakening, I put a lot of rules on myself because I took on the ideals of others and what others told me spirituality was. And you can find so much online or on YouTube or people will you know, tell you their agenda all day long. 
Um, and I thought, you know, this is what you have to do now. I have to eat completely vegan. I have to not drink. I have to be like a monk in the Himalayas and not talk to anyone anymore, which, you know, to each his own. But if you know anything about me, which I assume you do if you're here, you know that I am a free spirit, a wild girl, a happy-go-lucky, loud. Also, food is my main passion and eating lots of it and eating what I want when I feel like it. And I was so dimming my light because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And now that I feel like so much more at home within my spirituality, which is amazing, an amazing feeling, I feel like now I can create and share from a more authentic place that is my own voice without having these other kind of like voices and rules around how I should live my life, if that makes sense. So it's been an interesting ride so far. Of course, I have so much to learn still, and it's always just a lifelong journey. But of course, I am so, so grateful for what I've learned already and happy to share that with all of you if you want to listen up. <laughs> well, where was I? I think I just went on like a little tangent. Anyways, so I felt like I was coming back more into myself while still integrating my like new spiritual life in a more balanced way and feeling really good about that. I felt like I released a lot of the shame and guilt that I would put on myself. It's so weird because... You know, you'd think that when you go into the spiritual life or like go into the spiritual way of living, then you're like, oh, then you, you know, then you don't have any of this shame. But there's just like a whole nother layer of guilt and shame that's put on you if you're not living the way that people in the spiritual community then think you should be living. So I think, you know, the only way that you should be living is is by your own intuition, by your own gut by what lights you up, by what makes you happy, and that's it, period, point blank. And, you know, it's awesome to try out different lifestyles, different things, um, and find out what feels good for you. Um, what's not so awesome is when you feel like you have to do something or else. And um, so basically came home more to myself in a more balanced way of life, and felt really good and then you know life went on and uh the pandemic hit i actually was in mexico when all this went down the lockdown started um i remember when we were in mexico that's when i really heard about covid which is kind of weird because i feel like it was just like so not talked about until it was kind of like i don't want to say too late but like we uh, were at the airport and we were hoping that we weren't going to like get locked out in any way. I didn't have to change my flight or anything because my flight back was already, you know, on on a date that that felt like it was going to be okay. Um, but I got back from Mexico and went straight into quarantine. My friends in California had already been in quarantine for a few days before I did because it hadn't quite gotten over to like Mexico yet so um, it was a really weird adjustment from going from this like 
amazing trip with all of my close friends in Mexico for a week to being shut down and locked down in my apartment straight out for I think it was two whole months I was it, it was you know it's kind of weird because I also look back and I'm like maybe this whole time like this whole year that I spent alone like in isolation was you know training for quarantine and the pandemic in a weird way but when it hit and I was in lockdown because I had lived this way for a year of my life it felt like I I knew what to do if that makes sense and I felt like I I knew that I could be okay and also help in a way in being able to um I don't want to say lighten the mood because that kind of sounds weird but like to spread a little bit of you know positivity joy and so I started making a lot of YouTube videos again which felt really good they felt very much like I'm saying like I knew that this was a way I could help um, especially in the fact that people were locked down at home they were cooking more of course in need of recipes easy recipes at home and you know always making videos for me has been not just about the recipes but about you know bringing a little laughter and joy um, to people's screens so I knew it was like a twofold way I could do do I don't want to say my part either but because it's not like I was like you know out there like a frontline worker but I felt like it was my part like my way to help and do something and um, so when quarantine hit I was alone in my apartment but making a ton of videos and I felt really good I felt really motivated probably because I felt motivated by like you know having more purpose-driven work and feeling like I was able to bring maybe like a smile or laugh to someone's to someone's day especially in such a you know dark time in the history of the world and so I just felt like I had a lot of creative inspiration creative motivation and it kind of weird because you know where this time where most people were really slowing down and um you know at home for the first time I was like oh no I got this like I know what I'm doing here and I can do this well <laughs> that sounds so weird I can do COVID well but you know I think there was something to it like I, I it wasn't a huge drastic change for me and I felt like I could help in that way so that was the first two months of quarantine and by those two months I was getting real over being alone in my apartment of course LA is hot it was getting towards summer and just being alone for that amount of time where it wasn't a choice anymore was really getting to me so of course when I've talked about me isolating myself for that last year period of time was more of just like that's what I needed at the time but when I was going more into balanced wave life I was you know again I'm like a people person I like being around people I love my friends um so this was more of like uh it wasn't a choice of course for any of us and so the isolation part of it was starting to get to me and I just I just felt like 
it started to become more clear to me that maybe I should go home. I am from the Bay Area of California. Uh, my parents have a beautiful home here. I'm super lucky to even have this as an option for myself, which I know. And the reason I hadn't gone home before was because I was actually nervous of like going home during the middle of the pandemic and bringing COVID home to my family or my parents who are older, of course, and more at risk. So I refrained and that's why I stayed alone in my apartment for those first two months. But after it, I guess you could say I was like, screw it, <laughs> I'm going back home. But of course I had been like socially distanced for an ample amount of time, so I felt like it's okay. I rented a car, I drove back home, and I was there for two months, which actually flew by. And the second I got home, I felt like, oh my gosh, this feels really good. Like, it feels really good to be here. Of course, not only, you know, being around people, my parents, my family, I have two siblings also who live in San Francisco, not at home, but close by. And, you know, my dogs are here, and just so much more space uh, there's a lot of nature right around me I mean my house is really beautiful again I'm so lucky um, and it's situated in right in nature um, there's so many trees and great hiking and we also have a pool which I have to admit is very very nice during a pandemic <laughs> to have especially in the summer but yeah, it just, of course, it felt really good here. And I was like, well, the thought of going back to my tiny apartment with no one there alone again felt really sad. And so in these next two months um, where I've been at my parents' house, I was still actually paying rent on my empty apartment, which was literally just empty in L.A. And my car was sitting in the garage and those two months that I had to like pay rent um, on that empty apartment felt like the most soul soul sucking crushing thing ever and it just got more clear and clear like why am I just wasting thousands of dollars on this empty apartment that I'm holding on to for really no good reason at all other than the fact that it's a really affordable apartment but for what? Like, I don't need an affordable apartment right now. Like, what I need is, is to make a decision that, you know, is going to benefit me for the long run. And it just, again, it became very clear that what I needed to do for an unknown amount of time, I have to say, is to move back home. Again, we all know that there's not been really any sort of definitive answer on how long this is going to last. You know, at first we thought this was going to be a couple months, but it didn't end up being that way. And um, so I held on to my apartment and thinking that maybe things would open up. Things kind of opened up, but they shut back down. And L.A. actually, pandemic-wise, has been a lot worse than where I am right now. Um, so for a lot of reasons, it just started to make a lot of sense. Again, like I was saying before, one of the reasons I hesitated about it was because uh, this apartment has such amazing rent. I think of it as one of my first big manifestations, and this was before I even was into manifestation at all, or spirituality for that matter. I had a very toxic roommate, 
and I didn't like living with this person and I wanted to move. So I started to think about where I wanted to move and I started looking at places but didn't think at this point that I could afford living on my own. I went to check out a studio on a street I really loved, but when I went to see it, it was like $1,800, I think, for like this box apartment that was like a dorm almost. Like you could smell everyone's dinner and it just felt really not what I wanted. I, I would much rather live with a roommate and have like a bigger, bigger place. But when I left that apartment that I was checking out, which is on a street that I just loved, I looked across the street. I was with a friend and we saw a for rent sign across the street and we walked right up to it and I thought, you know, we should call. And so I called and the landlord answered and I said, what is this unit for? And he said it was a one bedroom. So it wasn't even a studio. It was a full one bedroom. And I asked how much it was and he said, I think it was 1400 at that time, which um, again is, is for this street and, and in LA for a one bedroom apartment, that is really, really good rent. That's like almost unheard of. And so I was like, oh my gosh, is that for real? So I asked if I could go check it out. And he said, I just put the sign up. Um, I'll have someone let you in. You can go check it out. And if you want it, it's yours. So it was like kind of crazy in how, how effortlessly it, it happened. But I went to look at it and I was still on the phone with the landlord when I said, I'll take it. Cause it was so beautiful, spacious, bright, felt safe and again on the street that I just so loved um North Beachwood Drive and Beachwood Canyon in Hollywood it's like a little pocket of Hollywood that's a little less crazy than Hollywood but um I also wanted to live in Hollywood because at that time I was working at Tasty and didn't want a big commute because commuting in LA can get a little crazy so it just had so much on my list and it, it it fell right into my lap and there was no like no issues whatsoever it was effortless and easy and so I look back and I'm like oh my god that was like a huge manifestation of mine so for that reason when I look back on my apartment it was really really hard to let it go my rent again like I said so many times was so crazy for LA for the area and so my thought was like I'll never find a place like this again I, I'm giving up this amazing rent I'll just I'll never find something like this again. But I think all of those, that mentality was just fear-based. And I think if I found it once, of course I'll find it again. And also if I'm really, if I'm really real about the apartment, which I have so loved, I've been so grateful for, I was at that point outgrowing it anyways. I, it's, it's like an old apartment. It's older. Um, it, it was starting to feel like, Maybe I was outgrowing it, and um, as I felt like I was kind of up-leveling in my life, I, it started to, I started to have questions about moving anyways. Um, and so when I was faced with giving it up, of course, the mentality of like, oh, no, I love it so much, I want to hold on. But, you know, when you get really real about it, you're like, okay, well, there are reasons why I'm okay with moving on right now from this. And so... I was going back and forth for those two months that I was staying at my parents' house and still paying my rent in LA. 
And finally, one day, I was just like, I have got to make a decision. I'm done waffling on this. I'm done going back and forth. I'm done being in this in-between. I'm going to make the decision right here and now, and I'm going to move out. And I even remember texting all my friends when I made the decision so that I wouldn't go back on it. I actually, right then and there, changed my mailing address with UPS so I wouldn't go back on it. I texted my landlord because it was also like, I put in the request, you know, you want to give them a month at least ahead. And it was already like July 2 or something. And I was like, I got to do this now. I sent that request and I said, I'm moving out. This is my last month. And so I just got all, when I made that decision, I like put all the puzzle pieces in so that I wouldn't go back on it because I felt like, no, this is the decision. That's it. It feels like it's right. And I don't want to go back and forth on it. And of course, even after I, I made all of those like final pieces, like, like I couldn't go back on the decision, of course, then still doubts still popped up and sadness still popped up in the grief of giving up my apartment and then also the the like hassle of having to move is just another thing um but I booked a flight I went back to LA and I had two weeks to move out of my apartment and I did it I did it all by myself which I'm very proud of myself for having done although I don't think I will ever do that again I sold everything that I owned <laughs> Well, not everything, I guess. I still have a lot of clothes. I sold all my furniture. I even sold my beloved car. I had a Jeep Wrangler, a 1998 Jeep Wrangler that I loved, but it also kind of became clear to me that I I didn't need the car at home. I knew I would get more money for the car in Los Angeles, and it's a 98 Jeep Wrangler, so it's old. And I didn't really feel like it was that reliable to drive all the way back home to the Bay Area. And it was, you know, also just cost thing. Like I felt like this is a good opportunity to sell my car, take this money, sell a lot of my things, take this money and just start really saving and being more serious about my finances, especially in now moving home and not paying rent it's not like oh I feel like I'm gonna have like a free-for-all and spend whatever no I'm like actually really intentional about wanting this year or however long it ends up being to really save and get serious about my finances and get into like a very comfortable place where then I could feel like I I would have more freedom and then going back to the apartment I wouldn't need to rely on a an apartment with really cheap rent and I will just in general like up level my life and what I found which was actually really interesting whereas you know on one side I had this this tons of fear and tons of grief about moving from LA and leaving my life behind there and leaving my apartment that I've loved so much and my car that I've loved so much all of these goodbyes on the flip side of that I felt an enormous release of a weight off of my shoulders and just this new space, this newfound space for energy, this new energy to come through for, it's almost like, you know, a spring cleaning. Like I'm selling a lot of my stuff, getting rid of my apartment, getting rid of my car, although they're all hard things to do, just left me with like a high, a feeling like what, what new can come in? Cause I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for the new. And 
whether that's in new things or just a new energy, a new creative energy, new space in my mind, new people to come in, new everything. I have always been someone who really loves change. That might be something weird about myself, but I thrive on change. And it doesn't mean that that change is not scary for me or um, or hard for me or sad for me. It just means that the exhilaration, the feeling I get from that change, from making a big jump, that to me is living. Like that feeling is irreplaceable. And it only happens with those big scary jumps. I mean, that's why when I was 16 years old, I moved to Melbourne, Australia without knowing anyone there and did the same thing at 20, how old was I when I moved to Sweden? I don't even remember. When I moved to Sweden after college and, you know, why I quit my job last year and now having moved from LA, it's these big shifts, these big jumps that make me feel most alive and that they also bring the most value into my life because it creates space for new to come in and so that's exactly what I found it's just like this new lighter energy this feeling of like peace and I think that's something a lot of people don't talk about in these kind of things is when you make these big scary jumps there is going to be grief and and fear and sadness around it Um, But it doesn't mean that it's not the right thing for you. I think when I'm in the flow state, as I like to call it, of like feeling like I'm really on my path, I'm feeling really good, I'm feeling motivated, I'm feeling inspired, and I'm just feeling at home within myself, it doesn't mean that there's not, you know, uncomfortability. It doesn't mean that everything is like hunky-dory and perfect. It means I am making those shifts based on what feels expansive to me, even if that expansiveness scares the shit out of me, because it does. But what's on that other side of fear is a miracle. It's always a miracle. So I think I've also started to, what's been really cool is just having now these spiritual principles and being able to like look back and then also look forward and and notice that when I do these things, something results. Um, it, it gets you into this flow of like trust a lot more and feeling like, okay, yeah, this sounds scary, but if you really tap in and feel into how a big decision or even a small decision feels to you, um, whether that makes you feel small or whether that makes you feel really big and expansive, And if you start to live your life in that way, you know, I think you'll find that really cool things happen. And so, yeah, it's been a really exciting time, I have to say. And I'm so, so grateful, of course, that it's a time in my life where I have a job and I have, of course, a roof over my head and food to eat and, you know, friends and family to lean on. It's an unprecedented time, like I said before. It's it's a sad time for many. And, you know, my hope is, too, that because I've been able to, you know, take a step out to move back home, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and that I can save more money, 
which just means that I will have more money to give anyways and um, to help where is needed. Um, there's so much going on in the world. There is so much change happening. Of course, being a spiritual bitch, I have to believe that there is such a reason behind it all and that you know we have a huge opportunity right now as a you know collective human race to wake up and to start living from our hearts and to help each other in our own unique ways to not judge each other um, to also give ourselves the grace and the forgiveness and you know the medicine of whatever we need right now whether that is isolation or going closer to friends and family or you know taking a step back from work and slowing down or diving headfirst into your work and offering a little bit of a distraction there um, from eating nourishing foods to eating junky foods if that's what feels good giving yourself the grace for that because you deserve it and no one knows how they'll respond to a time like this no one could also i have to say if you too happen to be sitting on something that you've put off or you haven't been keeping up with or you haven't started yet let this be your sign to hop on it to move through that fear or that stagnation or the feeling that what you have to share is not important and create. Do it because you'll be happy you did and you may even make some magic during this really dark time. And let me tell you, the world needs your magic now more than ever. You know, like I said a little bit before, I really don't have any shame about the fact that I've moved home with my parents. I've been very vocal about it since it happened. I'm actually really glad that I'm able to kind of dive into it more on here because a lot of people have been asking, well, you have moved home, but I really want to know the reason why or talk more about it. And I think one aspect of all that's going on right now in the world is recognizing what matters most, of course, and time spent with family, time spent at home. Whereas, you know, I never in my life thought I would get uh, more time at home. It's kind of weird because when you leave for college, I think it's such a scary time as well that you don't really want to think too much about the fact that you really won't be home again. So leaving for college, I kind of numb myself out to that fact of being like, I mean, also you're really excited at that age to like want to get out of the house and to not live under like restrictions and rules anymore. But I didn't really think much about the fact that I wouldn't be home again for an extended period of time or, or so I thought. And I mean, then, you know, you go through college and then you m most likely start working. And when you're working full time, you don't really get too much time off. And, it, and the, the amount of time you do get off you probably want to take a big trip or travel. So I found the only times I was really coming home were holidays um, for just days at a time and didn't really think I would get another chance to. And then 
when I was, you know, working for myself, of course I had more time, but like I wouldn't have thought of moving home because I don't know, there's more shame around that. You know, you don't want to regress in life. You don't want to like take steps backwards. I also still really love, you know, my freedom. I, I didn't really particularly want to move home. Um, but when all this happened, of course, I mean, with the lockdown, there's not much I could do in LA anyways, but um, it really woke me up to this is a potential opportunity to spend an, an amazing time with my family again and I just felt like I would look back on this time in 50 years and think like oh my god I'm so so grateful that I got however long I end up staying here this time at home with my family I think it's priceless and I think for that reason I have zero 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 shame around the fact that I live at home with my parents again at 27 years old I know I can't regret having spent this time with my family if that makes sense and so on the flip side I know I could regret not having done it and so for that reason it was a pretty easy decision and I've already felt like being home again and even after making that scary jump, it just feels so right. I think the biggest adjustment for me has been sleeping in a twin bed again. This is a funny story, but my mom actually built all of our beds into the wall when we were younger because she said, you don't need anyone sleeping in your bed, <laughs> which I just find so funny. And I'm like, mom, I don't even want anyone sleeping in my bed. I just want to starfish in my bed, which is why I loved my queen bed. But you know, it's not so bad. I'm back in a twin bed. I'm back at home. I also am, am so grateful because this also offers me the opportunity to travel a little bit to go on a road trip and to travel America because obviously international travel is a little hairy right now but um, go to national parks go camping do all these things that I've wanted to do on my list but haven't done because I don't know I was just too busy with my life in LA I think there's so many opportunities that I'm presented with now that I'm so excited for I'm also loving the content I get at home with my parents they're hilarious I found it to be actually way better living with them than I than it was when I was younger just because I'm not like a bitchy teenager anymore and I feel like I just vibe with them better and you know we still have a lot of space from each other I still take space from them but yeah it's all been really really great so far I hope to keep you guys posted thank you so much again for listening I hope that this kind of gave you an update on my life and what's happening I hope this was helpful to you also if you happen to be going through kind of a weird time I mean aren't we all right now but um, a time of transition a time of big shifts I say welcome them I say um, tap in and go with what feels good for you not what others would tell you should feel good not what you think you should do but what feels expansive in your heart not what society tells you because you know what if if I did what society told me to do I would not be home right now I probably wouldn't even be here right now for that matter because I you know would have gone to nursing school and I'd be in a nurse in the hospital which you know what there's nothing wrong with that shout out to all the nurses all the frontline workers right now we love you we are thankful for you but you know can you really imagine me in a hospital no but you know if there's anything that's 
COVID has taught us, at least for me, it's that one, you really can't make plans for your life. And two, it's time to slow down. It's time to tap in. It's time to live life for you, to say no to all this societal conditioning and belief patterns and hustle mentality. I think you should throw it all out the window and live your life for you the way you want and see what happens because I think only good can come from that. Okay, well, that was enough for me. You know, this was like a completely off-the-cuff podcast episode as all of them have been in the past. And again, like I said at the beginning, I so apologize for taking this time off from you guys. If you're here, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support and your patience. I love you guys so much, and I'm so happy to continue to connect, of course, and I hope that this is just the start of many more to come. Maybe even some with my family. Who knows? All right. Well, for now, major out.